0: Hi, you are listening to the OK Podcast with your host, Alyssa. It has been a while. It's been about two months. I was not planning on uh, taking a hiatus after filming two episodes. But, you know, sometimes you just need a break. Uh, today, I have joined with me my one of my best friends, Melissa, who is a licensed social worker. And today we are going to be talking about mental health, Mostly during the pandemic, but just in general. So, Melissa, feel free to say, hey.
1: Hi.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Love it. And, yeah, let's let's get into it. All right, so we moved the position of my phone. I'm a lot louder than Melissa. <laughs> so it's probably better to, to move it closer to her. But, yeah, I think, you know, I wanted mental health to be my next episode of my podcast. And when I was going to reach out to Melissa to do it, I realized that my mental health was just not good. I was probably ignoring like just so much of it. I think, you know, oh my God, what day is it first of all? It's November, but this pandemic has been going on since March and I've been lucky enough to work from home and and pick up a lot of activities from the comfort of my home. So it, it just feels partly like business as usual. And I think, we know a lot of us are just expected to continue to work, to continue to hit goals and, and move forward when everything around us is just so bad. I I don't know. First of all, I don't know how some people just seem so normal. And I'm like, is this, are we compartmentalizing? Like, what what is going on? Because there are some days where I read the news and I just want to stop everything I'm doing, but I feel like I can't. Yeah.
1: So. I mean, honestly, is anybody's mental health okay right now?
0: That's very true. I'm like, man, I'm not doing well. But I'm like, well, is anyone? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think, like, we are, I mean, I don't think, I know, we are living, like, through trauma, so, everybody handles trauma differently, <laughs> so like some people like you know, there's always that common thing that people think of when you think of trauma, like you either fight or you flight, right, yeah, like, fight or flight, but there's also freeze. I didn't know that was an option, <laughs> yeah, like stop, an drop option. and roll, kind of, but like don't even <laughs> drop and roll, like you literally just, just freeze, stop. yeah, and I think that's what a lot of people are experiencing, but like you still have to work and like live your everyday life in mm-hmm. a weird way. But I mean, we can't really fight.
0: Yeah, what are <laughs> we supposed to fight?
1: Can't, we can't go out and, and you go like out in a
0: hazmat suit and just start spraying like there's nothing to spray. We can't fight, you know, or you lose your job and yeah. and and jobs and and everything is just it's so such in short supply right now. So granted, I feel very lucky that I'm able to work from home. But there are some days that I'm like, man, I'm expected to just work today. Mm-hmm. Like I'm supposed to work all day and.
1: You know, yes. it's very hard. I hear you. Especially, like, as a therapist. I'm like, I'm supposed to help these people today? Like, who's helping me? Like And I mean, my therapist. Your therapist. <laughs> yeah. so. There's a long chain
0: of therapists, therapists, yeah. which yeah. is great.
1: I wonder who that, like, top-tier therapist... There's no top-tier God. therapist. no. Everyone's just, like, intermingled between therapists. <laughs> Yeah, it's rough though. Yeah, we need a therapist. I think everybody needs a therapist. So if you don't have one, let us know.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll assign you one. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know, I don't have the authority to, but I think Melissa can. I
1: definitely don't have that authority either. But we can <laughs> oh, okay. send you to PsychologyToday.com. Yeah, and they can assign you one.
0: Yeah, but no, for full ex uh, just what's the exposure? No disclosure. Disclosure. See, my <laughs> brain is not working. I started going back to therapy. A month ago, Mm -hmm. about a month ago, because I was doing this podcast. I think I was doing a bunch of things to distract myself Mm -hmm. because I'm the type of person where I'm like, okay, if I have a ton of activities and I just keep doing all these activities, I'm not going to think about Mm -hmm. all of these sad things that are going on. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I've cried about it enough. Like I need to just like keep myself busy. But then I realized that I wasn't, you know, listening to myself and like, and like taking care of just my mental health, like not re, you know, not going on Twitter, like I'm shit posting on Twitter every day of my life. But I'm like getting off of Twitter, getting off of Instagram, like trying not to fully get involved in all of these news. But then also like being informed, like I don't oh. want to come from a sense of like, well, this doesn't involve me, so like, ha ah, ha ha, like I don't have to be upset about it. It's yeah. like so it's just this, it's this hard like chasm of like. Being informed, trying to do what I can, but also just feeling so helpless. Mm-hmm. So I think, like, one of the first steps that I could do and that I encourage other people to do is, like, get into a therapy program where it's it's, it's just talking to someone mm-hmm. about what you're feeling, why you're feeling it. And, like, giving – my therapist gives me assignments mm-hmm. every week, which I'm, like, a huge nerd. So I'm, like, yay, like, give mm-hmm. me another worksheet, um but I love it and she and she worked with me to see like if does this work for you do you want me to do something Mm -hmm. else but it's like mindfulness like self-talk like all of these things that can just like help improve the Mm day-to-day because I love um wow I can't even think of this word either where you're like making fun of yourself self-deprecating oh geez I'm like my brain is just not at the table today. <laughs> <laughs> but I love self-deprecating humor. But at a point, it's like, okay, well, maybe I should stop trashing myself mm-hmm. for, like, the sake of laughs. Yeah. And, like, just just talk to myself a little bit better. Especially mm-hmm. when everything around me is just, it's bad. It's, like, really bad. Um, even when I am very fortunate. Like, just yeah. things are bad.
1: Yeah, and I think that's normal. And I think... What's hard is that therapy isn't super accessible for everybody. Oh,
0: it's so hard. Yeah.
1: I mean, for me, like, I I probably should be in therapy every week, but I can't afford it. So I go every other week because that's yeah. what I can handle right now. But even still, like, there's a lot of issues with, like, insurance, right? We don't oh, really man. live in a place where insurance covers therapy for all man
0: (laughs) i can start screaming about health insurance for like three this podcast is about to be five hours (laughs) of me just screaming about american health insurance
1: yeah but it's like the the places that then do take insurance there are long wait lists and that's the type of place that i work at where i'm being encouraged to move people along quickly even if they're not ready to which i don't do and my bosses don't like that um because there are so many people waiting to get in
0: like basically be like okay you're good mm-hmm. like your brain is fine yeah my, my boss
1: the other day said to me like we're a community mental health agency like you should be maxing like 15 sessions wow i'm like 15 that's like what four months yeah barely
0: barely four months
1: and and then even then i'm like okay well let me think Oof. about my own therapy experience. Like, 15 sessions in, like, I wasn't even telling my therapist anything that I was really feeling. <laughs> we are just talking about I'm the still weather. Still, I'm yeah. still testing the waters here. Like, <laughs> do I trust you? Do I feel okay about you? Like, am I going to spread you? Like all this energy like towards yeah. you like or am I just going to be like yeah I'm good Everyone's No me
0: first <laughs> session I was like this is my relationship with my
1: parents and like I was like I was born and <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of people it takes a while yeah. right? and I think that's really it's hard to go for therapy in this climate especially because how do you even deal with the everyday things that you're already having to process in therapy like when we're living in this like I don't even have a word for
0: hellscape. Yeah, there you go.
1: <laughs> when we're living in a hellscape, how do you get to the like <laughs> the deep rooted insecurities and traumas that you need to process just like in general?
0: No, that's a very good point. Yeah.
1: Hi, you are listening
0: to the Okay podcast. Wait, what? Your- Okay. So now we are going to get into (laughs) just jumping around. We, I had some questions submitted in my Instagram story, which thank you to those who submitted it. I know that, you know, asking questions about mental health is such a taboo because you don't want to like, I feel like people protect that part of themselves and you, just asking for a friend, like if you like hate yourself, you know, like it's just stuff like that where it's um it's hard to talk about and you don't want to you want to protect that self image. I feel like America and just, you know, mental health in general, it's not super valued or, you know, super put out there. Everyone just kind of hides it about themselves. And we're trying to help break down that barrier a little bit but I got a few questions. And one of them um, was about, so this person works, uh, you know, in a big four accounting firm. So like, one of those companies that it's, it's just like, it's pe- people's dreams to work there, right? Like their accounting, it's like, wow, this is like a big firm. It's like a great job. And I think, you know, even, when you're in college and before you're working, you have this preconceived notion about what things are going to be like, right? Like it's, you go through all these years of school and you're like, oh man, like I'm going to be walking around in my suits and I'm going to be closing those deals and whim-bam, like moving around, movers and shakers, like and then you get there and I've had a really, I think this far, a pretty good experience in the workplace. I know that like people in accounting firms, I talked to my friends who it, it, it just like it burns them out. Like they work so hard and they work all of these hours. And part of the question was like, you know, what's the deal? Like they make us work 50, 60 hour weeks, getting home at midnight, like all of these extra hours and it's not fair. And, and why are they doing this to us? Like, don't they realize it's, it's so horrible. And my question to you, Melissa, in response to this is like, how do you talk to people when they bring up like these job stresses? Mm-hmm. Because for me, like when I see these things, and and I've you know been in situations too, like where something is just more stressful than you imagine. It's like, unfortunately, I think some of these things are in place, and like they're not gonna change. Like you're not gonna walk up to the senior vice president and be like, wow, like we really need to change the amount of work. It's like the amount of hours that these people are putting in like these systems are in place Mm. and are they right no should they change yes but it's like i don't think they're going to yeah so for me i've just had to like think about what i'm willing to do what's important to me and like realize that okay this wasn't really exactly what i thought but You know, I I just need to know my boundaries and what I'm willing to do. And if something doesn't work for me, I think that goes in every area of life. Mm -hmm. If something doesn't work for me and I'm not happy doing it, I'm not going to do it anymore. Like, you get to a point, I feel like, where it's just, like, enough.
1: Yeah, and I think we live, like, in a society that overvalues, like, working too hard. Like, if we're not, like working harder than we should be and prioritizing work over everything else then like we're not valued as much which obviously is not always the case but it's the way that like our society makes us feel and the way that we've been taught to value our jobs and how hard we work but um and i think burnout is really real in any field right so as a therapist and somebody who went to school for psychology and social work I'm taught in school, like, burnout is something to look out for. Like, don't forget to take care of yourself. Like, you can't help other people if you're not helping yourself. And it was, like, really ingrained in us to, like, practice self-care as, like, a part of, as if it was part of our job. Mm -hmm. Because realistically, we can't do our job if we're not doing that. Yeah. But I think that's the case for everybody. Like, it's not just that way in the mental health field. No matter what your job is, you can't really do your job like well and feel good about it if you're not taking care of yourself too and I think that like it sounds like oh like yeah sure like let me go prioritize self-care like let me go get manicures and like do you have a spa day and like whatever but like that's not always the definition of self-care mm-hmm. like what you said before like knowing what your boundaries are and sticking with them like that is self-care right. and having time that you schedule for yourself to do what feels right for you or you know do something that makes you feel energized like that is part of self-care and those things are necessary to be able to like function
0: yeah yeah no I think that's a great point and sometimes it's like okay well if I work this hard for x amount of time and then I'll get this promotion and then it'll be over but it's like that rarely happens right like you're you're on this path to just move up. And if that's really important to you, like capitalism and everything says it should be and making more money. But like at the end of the day, if you're making a six figure salary, but you're absolutely miserable every day, but you're taking, you're like, but I can, I can take vacations and I can do all these things. It's like your work week is at least five days a week. That's the majority of your life. Yeah. So if you're willing to be miserable for the majority of your life, so you could take a vacation every six months or you know wear a new purse or and and these are things I tell myself too you know I'm like I don't want to be in a position where I just am chasing that dollar sign and I am miserable during the week and I'm doing things that I don't like doing or I don't put value in
1: right because realistically like living your life In a way where it's like, well, when I get here, it'll be better. Or, like, when I get that promotion, it'll be better. That never happens. It doesn't work, right? Because that's (laughs) not, it's not realistic, right? Because that's not, like, it's never going to be enough because we're not taught to be satisfied in where we are.
0: Yeah. Oh, shit. That's such a good point. And it's just, the goalposts change. Mm -hmm once you're, you know, six months along, it's like, all right, well, why am I not making this much? Mm-hmm. Or why am I not doing this? And yeah, that's such a good point. It's like being happy with the achievements mm-hmm. that you do make. And I, I feel like I've had so many personal achievements, like, it's like, sad to say, like, during mm-hmm. a time that's so bad, but I've had some really good personal achievements, like going back into therapy, yeah. like getting my health under control and like, and and doing all of these things. But it's like, If it's not, if there's no dollar sign or a value attached to it, like this tangible thing attached to it, Mm -hmm. I kind of like deprioritize that, which is like fucked up. Mm -hmm. But it's just, I guess, what our minds are trained to think.
1: Yeah. And I I took this class like in the beginning of quarantine. It was like an online thing where it was the science of Mm well-being. And the professor talked a lot about how like there are so many research studies that show like that that goal of like where you want to be like never goes away like you're always searching for like I want to be here and now I'm here now I want to be here and it's like no matter what your salary is you always want it to be higher and then when you have that higher salary that you said was your goal you're still not happy because you're waiting for the next thing Mm. and it's like we we live our lives like in this perpetual state of waiting for the next thing and that's not healthy for anybody right and I think that there's n- there's no, like, way to change the way that things are, like mm-hmm. you said. There's only changing your perspective and changing the way that you feel about your situation and what you can do. And if you're in a place that doesn't feel good, like, figure something else out. Because waiting for the next thing is never going to give yeah. you that sense.
0: That's really good advice. Thank you for sharing that. I know. I think, um, yeah, it's just, you need to in these types of jobs too, just stemming back to that question or stemming back to anyone's situation, it's like you need to figure out what works for you Mm -hmm. because these systems in place aren't going to change as much as I would love them to. Mm -hmm. And you really just need to put your mental health first. I think like throughout this whole thing too, everything is on pause. I'm a very goal-oriented person Mm -hmm. and I'm like, I want to achieve this and this and do this. And it's like everything... And I was talking to another one of my friends about this. Everything just feels like I'm not achieving anything. Mm-hmm. Like time is going by and, and and I feel like almost paralyzed where I'm like, man, I'm not do, like I'm not accomplishing these things I wanted to accomplish mm-hmm. this year or doing these things. And then I just get I think that's what got me so overwhelmed mm-hmm. where time was passing and I'm just very stagnant but I'm like Mm -hmm. listen I don't have a choice all right Mm -hmm. like I see some people that are going out clubbing partying doing all these things which I think for me were a distraction I'm like crap were these things that I these aren't achievements these are just you know things that make the days go by which is fine like if that's what you want to do but I'm like over the pandemic I got into reading again and I'm doing all these activities that I'm like wow, maybe this is like, it's a different perspective on things. Mm -hmm. So to your point, like these thoughts will always be there, but or your situations, but having a different perspective on things Mm -hmm. helps. And that's, what's been helping me recently. I think I was like really upset. I was like, I can't go see my Broadway shows and I can't, you know, go out with with friends and, you know, have karaoke nights, which is like one of my favorite things to do, Mm -hmm. but it's like, yeah, those are all fun and they'll come back again. But Now let me switch my perspective, read a couple books, like maybe focus on some other things like my, you know, interpersonal relationships, but also just like rest. Yeah. Like Jesus, like I don't know how anyone's going about their normal routine of going out and going out to dinner and doing all these things when like you see in the news like another x thousand amount of people just died
1: yeah and something like what you said before about like feeling like you're not achieving anything i think a lot of people probably relate to that i know like for the clients that i work with who have been expressing that and like feeling that way i tell everybody to make to-do lists like even if they're little things that you can cross off your list that you feel like you're accomplishing. So, like, whether it's, like, a daily to-do list, a weekly, monthly, like, things that you want to accomplish throughout the day or week or month and add things in that are, like, restful or, like, self-care things. Like, today, like, you know, from for my own to-do list, I always put in, like, read for 30 minutes. Like, I want to make sure I make time to do that for myself, like, throughout the day. So I put it on my list of things to do so that... Yeah. It's something I could still check off and feel like I'm accomplishing because that part of our brain that wants to accomplish things, like, feels good about getting to, like, check things off a list. But it's also something that's making me feel, like, relaxed and calm at the same time.
0: I like that. I think I'll start... Because I did to-do lists when I was in the office and I just Mm -hmm. stopped. I feel like some of those um activities and like behaviors like can still go on it's just like today i'm gonna like pay a bill and like that'll make me feel better you know like those little things you can just check off your list and Mm -hmm. get done
1: yeah
0: so then the next question that i got that i think is um super important to discuss is intrusive thoughts Mm -hmm. like what do you do when you have those intrusive thoughts um how do you know like what's triggering them and that kind of stuff and I think for me and thank you to the person that asked this question I think for me like when I get overwhelmed or anxious about something like that's when I feel like those intrusive thoughts come in Mm -hmm. like if um you know feeling sad about the pandemic and like maybe not hearing from people and then that's when it's like well I have no friends and I'm not successful and all of these like inner like ha- like hateful self-talk and that's what i'm talking to my therapist about it's just like being kinder to yourself and realizing like okay what are these thoughts coming from? Are they coming from rational thought, where mm-hmm. you know you're feeling good and it's just like, "Well, this thing did something happen?" Mm-hmm. Or are you spiraling because you're already upset about something, mm-hmm. you're already in a negative headspace, and like this is what you've trained yourself to do, yeah. where you're feeling negative, you want to like find solace in this negativity and just be like, "bing, bang, boom." Mm-hmm. No one loves me. I'm going to die alone. Like, all of these yeah. things, like, all of these things that are just, like, I feel like, come. Mm-hmm. Like, they come really quickly, and they're swirling around your head. And and sometimes it's, like, very difficult to decipher, like, the truth. Because sometimes, I, I, for me personally, if I'm feeling bad about myself and something happens, I'll be like, well, remember that one time, like, three months ago where this happened. Like, this must mean this. Mm-hmm. And, like, making connections that, like... I think makes sense in your own head that but then it's like okay wait a minute i was just really upset because of something that happened in the news so like this is why i think that mm-hmm. so like melissa when you're rationalizing like your own intrusive thoughts if i, I think most i don't know do most people have intrusive thoughts or is this just on me?
1: I, I don't know. I know I do. I I like to think that most people do. There are those people that are like out there without an inner monologue that just say whatever comes into their head, and I don't understand. And I don't want to be them either. You know, like so. yeah. But I think there's. I think the difference is not necessarily like whether or not people have intrusive thoughts because our thoughts are always going to be like going through our head unless we are one of those weird people. No offense, but like you're weird.
0: I have a friend that's. I've never felt anxious before I'm like all right well that's weird
1: (laughs) but I think that the difference in like having the thoughts or just like having regular not to say that they're not regular thoughts but having thoughts that feel less negative is the way that we look at them right and I think that it's 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 a weird thing but there's this sense of like when those thoughts are coming into our head like we don't have control over our thoughts but we do like we are able to control our thoughts and it's more so that like we let them kind of take control and then they spiral like tighter and tighter until we're like where did we come from like how did I get here and I think for me like personally I find it really helpful to write when I'm having those thoughts like I just write the thoughts down Mm -hmm. and then I like read them back to myself and I'm like this doesn't make sense. Yeah. Right? And then it's, like, that that reality testing that sometimes you might need somebody else to kind of, like, do that for you.
0: Which I think is why therapy is so amazing, right? Yeah,
1: I agree. And I think that that sense of, like, being able to, like, have that tool for yourself, right? Like, by working on it in therapy or with, like, even a friend that can, like, kind of test that for you and say, like, no, that's not true or, you know, that's not how it is or that's not how I see it right and having somebody to test your perspective back to you and say like why don't you think about it this way or like did you think did you try to look at it from this point of view instead or whatever it is and eventually like you get to a point where you can do that reality testing for yourself and say like okay like let me look at this thought outside of the emotional aspect of why I'm thinking it Mm -hmm. right so like Again, like, an activity that I do for myself is I will, if I'm starting to feel anxious or I'm starting to have thoughts that feel like they're spiraling, I write the thoughts down. Even if I, like, open up the notes app in my phone and I just, like, type them all out. And then I, like, take a minute and sit there and just, like, read them back. And then I, like, write the opposite of those thoughts or write, like, a positive alternative to those thoughts. And that is the theory of cognitive behavioral therapy. If anybody out here listening And that was free. Yeah. (laughs) But, like... Cognitive- Billable hours.
0: Everyone has the Venmo Melissa $10 for that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Pay me for my expertise. But <laughs> the-, the theory behind cognitive behavioral therapy is that we are changing our thought patterns to then change our behaviors. Or we're using these behaviors to change our thought patterns, right? So like they go together. So it's like in being able to, for me, write down all my feelings and then write down a positive alternative or write down like whether or not it's true, I'm training my brain to then be able to pick up on that quicker and say like, this thought is not based in reality. Mm -hmm. Like this is my anxiety telling me that this is reality, even though it's not. So I know, you know, a big trigger for me is like this fear of like getting sick or throwing up. Mm So when my body starts to feel anxious or I feel like any kind of sense of weirdness, my brain automatically goes to that, like, you're going to throw up mm-hmm. even though like I've literally never thrown up in my life. Like ever, maybe like, once I think when, when you I just was were, like a little really kid. Little. Yeah. yeah. So this, this is obviously an irrational thought because mm-hmm. my body is not going to actually like cause me to throw up, but that's the first thought that comes into my head. And then yeah. it's like, I have to just like sit there for a minute and sometimes I need somebody else to tell me like you're not going to throw up like that's not what's going to happen but that's the first thought that comes in and then I'm I have to go through and be like well why is that why am I thinking this like what am I feeling like am I just anxious like am am I worried about something am I just like not feeling good am I tired like whatever it is like there are so many possibilities but being able to say like this is real and this is not is like a tool that you have to kind of develop.
0: That's interesting because I think, like, so what you're saying is, like, leaning into those thoughts and, like, kind of debunking them in a way where I feel like what I used to do and it, it's just, like, if I had, like, a thought just, like, trying to ignore it and, like, continue on with my day. But that doesn't that doesn't fix anything. That doesn't yeah. solve anything. You're just kind of pushing it away for yeah. it to build up later. I'm I'm trying to even think, like, what mine are because I, again, don't pay, like, a lot of attention to them. I think yeah. I want to work with... My therapist to, like, figure out, yeah like, how to think better. But it's just probably, like, a lot of self-deprecating, mm-hmm. like, you suck type of thing. <laughs>
1: yeah. And I think there are ways to do it without having to, like do that reality testing like you can say I know with my therapist we've done like these visualizations where I'll have a thought and this this was different than like a specific intrusive thought but I've like had an experience where she's like okay so we're going to take that thought and we're going to put it in this box right mm-hmm. and we're going to go put this box in the ground, like visualize yourself walking this box, not a real box, a box in my head, Mm -hmm. walking this box into the ground, you're burying it, you're putting it into the earth and you're cutting the strings that are tying yourself to this box. And now you're going to walk away. Mm -hmm. And obviously like, that's a little bit different. Like you don't want to ignore the thoughts like if you feel like you need to work through them yeah but like for me that worked for that ex- specific yeah. experience and I think that's the whole point like you have to find what works for you and therapy really does help with that because you can try a couple of different things and see what is the right fit for you and what works and what doesn't um but these are all like suggestions of things like to try and see what yeah what feels right
0: Yeah, I think those little activities and, like, doing them and people, again, that goes back to, like, well, I don't have time to do these things. It's, like, make the time, you know? Like, that needs to be, I think, a priority and that's what something that I, like, realized was, like, this needs to be a priority. Like, Mm -hmm. your mind controls everything you do and how you feel. Mm -hmm. So, like, congratulations, you're, like you know, making $200,000, like, in this amazing job. But, like, if you don't feel good about yourself mm-hmm. or you don't feel good about what you're doing, like, none of that is really going to matter. Mm-hmm. And that's what's, like, so tough about it. So, I've just been trying to practice, like, the good things that are happening mm-hmm. for me and, like, and, and focus on that and then just, like, focusing on making a plan to fix the rest mm-hmm. or, like, make change with the rest to, like, where I can... Like, sit here and tell you, yeah, like, yeah, I love what I'm doing in XYZ, and mm-hmm. I feel good about this in my life, and I am just trying to it. Again, I think the pandemic makes it hard, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It I, it shouldn't have to halt you feeling good about, like, baseline, it shouldn't have to halt you feeling good about yourself. Yeah. Like, maybe, you know, like, you're a healthcare worker, and, like, you're, and you see people die, and that's really horrible, mm-hmm. but you, you need to have something that you can just feel good about outside mm-hmm. of that, right? Like,
1: yeah, and I think this this whole pandemic and like this shift in our world is really causing a lot of people to have that like inward exploration of like looking to yourself instead of looking to external stuff to like feel good about yourself and that's a big shift it's a shift for like the whole world right yeah we have a world full of people that looked for external validation rather than internal validation and now we're moving more towards like that internal and it's weird and yeah really oh my god so
0: it. weird i feel like when i would get upset or something i would just text my friend jd <laughs> shout out hey jd <laughs> <laughs> And I'd be like, let's go see a Broadway show. Like, let's enter a lottery. Let's see a $30 show or whatever. And now I'm like, well, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. So now I just feel bad. Yeah. And there's, like, nothing. And I'm like, uh, what do I do? Like, bought a Nintendo Switch. Which, like, you know me. I'm, like, not a gamer. Yeah. So I'm like, I guess I'll, like, play Super Mario Brothers. Like, I had no way of, like, looking inward and realizing, like, and and, like, making things better for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. i just needed like something to do which like distractions i think are great coping mechanisms are great but like you got i don't know you got to be like all right this is what it is Alyssa. Yeah. like let's talk about this mm-hmm. type yeah. of thing agreed my, my therapist was like she was like so what are your coping mechanisms and i'm like shopping and like Going out to eat, I guess, mm-hmm. and she's like, "All right, well, we're gonna have to find some like more cost effective ones. Like, you can keep those, like, if you feel good about it. But like, do you feel good about buying stuff every single day? Like, I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm like, I don't have the money to do that. Yeah. And and then it's like, well, if I, you know, blah blah blah, then I'd have more money. But it's like that's never gonna be good enough. Mm-hmm. To your point, like, you need to find, or I need to find, whoever needs to find things that will be." So yeah, thank you so much, Melissa, for coming. I think kind of want to just close this with going over like some key points from this episode and maybe moving forward with some, you know, closing out advice for the people that are listening to this about their mental health. So basically, you know, I've found and I know a lot of friends have found solace in going to therapy that's not always super wildly available, unfortunately, but I, after some looking, was able to find someone who is in network with my insurance. So I would say just, you know, don't give up looking. I wanted to, and it was really frustrating, but like eventually I found someone and she is just fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, another point was being in touch with yourself, checking in with yourself and your boundaries and what you're willing to do. I think, unfortunately, the circumstances are to work really hard regardless of where you are and put that first so just sometimes it feels necessary do whatever you're comfortable with but just make sure to check in with yourself that's like a number one priority um in addition to that like intrusive thoughts and them being bred from already feeling negative already feeling anxious Mm -hmm. Doing little things to kind of rationalize why you're having those thoughts, why they're not true. Having someone you can check in with, whether that be a therapist, a family member, a friend. Um, And yeah, just tre- realizing that so many of us are in the same situation. Not everyone's talking about it. Maybe a lot of people are putting on a strong face because that's how they cope. I think for me personally, whatever i'd see i'm like all these people are fine why am i not fine And it's just, like, you don't know how people deal with stress. You don't know what's going on behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. And I think that's another thing bred out of anxiety. It's, like, I'm the only one that feels anxious. I'm yeah. the only one that feels bad. Everyone's fine. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, like, I'm not. And, yeah. like, that, I think that's another intrusive thought, probably. Mm-hmm. It's, like, an inception of, of just circular reasoning that doesn't make any sense. Like, of course, other people are feeling badly. Um, So, Melissa, my closing question for you is just like, what are what are some things that you want to impart on our listening audience? You know, what are some things that you've been taking to heart recently and how you're just moving forward right now?
1: Mm -hmm. Well, I think if you are somebody who is able to look into therapy and try to get yourself a therapist, um, Psychology Today is a really good website that you can search where you're located, what insurances you have, and like what kind of specialty in you're looking for in a therapist. Um and it gives you options of people that are like close by to you. So I think that's a really good resource to have. It's also something I hate to say like good that's come out of um this pandemic is that like a lot of therapists are able to do telehealth, which wasn't the Mm, case before. mm. So typically insurance companies don't cover, you know, virtual therapy appointments and even up until this point it wasn't legal to do virtual therapy appointments um in a lot of places so that's something that's making it a little bit more accessible so it definitely helps to have those options but I think you know if you are somebody who can afford therapy or has the insurance that will cover it it doesn't hurt to look into it and see you know what options are out there Um, I know for me in addition to therapy, something that I've been doing for myself that makes a big difference is trying to keep some sense of a routine. So even if my my work days are different in terms of hours every day that I work, I try to do the same thing every morning where I'll take a couple of minutes and just like sit without my phone and journal for a little while and maybe do some yoga and try to have like a sense of, you know, just like normalcy throughout my day and consistency that helps me feel less horrible about never leaving the house and having to still live in this kind of world um but yeah did that answer your question
0: yeah it did no thank you (laughs) no it didn't (laughs) um no that was great thank you i i'm thinking of a funny meme because you were talking about routine Mm -hmm. and like living in new york city and going on the subway i remember like Back in March, like in the beginning of this, it was like, keep up your daily routine. And it was someone standing in their shower, mm-hmm. holding on to like the the shower, like the bar, <laughs> like as if they were commuting on the subway, yeah. which I found funny back then. Now I'm like, all right. <laughs> like, <Yes>. uh, but <laughs> it's just, yeah. Keeping a routine, even though you're not like on the subway, pounding the pavement. I felt like, I don't know. I miss the cold, like New York like polluted air like as I'm wearing my you know like jacket just like walking to work like I miss that feeling so much Mm -hmm. obviously I'm not gonna have that right now but maybe I can like go on a walk Mm -hmm. around my parents neighborhood or do something that like feels like I'm getting some exercise Mm -hmm. getting outside instead of like literally waking up opening my laptop and then just working for the next eight hours or however long it is just doing stuff to, to break it up and staying in touch with friends from time to time, you know, realizing that if you're not talking to friends as much, like they're probably going through some stuff too. Mm -hmm. So I've just been like trying to be cognizant of that. Like everyone's dealing with this. Yeah, It's not, you know, I'm not hearing from people because people don't like me or they don't want to be my friend. It's Mm -hmm. just things are tough right now. But with that being said, like if you are my friend and you are, going through something like always feel like you can reach out mm-hmm. to me um, about it I'm happy to talk up through anything I think just having someone there and knowing that you're you know you're going through it together mm-hmm. just makes it a little bit better
1: yeah yeah I agree I also like I like to say social media is not real so take everything you see like with a grain of salt Mm -hmm. but I try to be very like honest about how I feel on social media because I feel like it helps for people to see that like Not everything is always good. Yeah, no, I
0: really love uh follow Melissa at shelf acceptance. Mm -hmm. She has a very real Instagram that talks about self-care, like books she's been reading. Mm -hmm. She does like some tarot card readings, and it's just like it's really like it's a really nice thing to break up from your day. I think my Instagram Things I like will like just post a bunch of memes that I make like in my Instagram story. I'm like, this is me coping, yeah. like making people laugh or making them like hate me. I don't know, but <laughs> probably a little bit, of a that. little bit of both, making them mute me. Yeah. <laughs> but no, just like everyone has their way of dealing with things. Um, I like to post memes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Melissa likes to post what she's going on with her life. So mm-hmm. give her a follow. I think it's a really good one. She also has a podcast, mm-hmm. Shelf Acceptance Podcast. And that's the reason I copied her and that's why I made a podcast. <laughs> so I was like, that sounds fun.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and then she also has a book club. Yeah. And so if you want to join the book club, maybe follow her on Instagram, give her send her a message. We're reading a book called Group This Month, which is about group therapy. Yeah. So it's all really just relevant.
1: Yeah. And next month we're reading The Midnight Library which is about somebody's struggle with anxiety and depression um, in like a magical kind of way. It's a good one. But not every book is always going to be a mental health book, but we'll have conversations about mental health and how it's represented in the book. So that's something cool.
0: Yeah, really great stuff. So if you have any questions about that, you can reach out to me or reach out to Melissa directly. But mm-hmm. I think that's really great. So yeah, stay, hang in there, gang. We're going to do it. <laughs> We are, I think every negative thing that happens just puts you in a direction or makes you realize something different that you have been neglecting before. So,
1: yeah. And sometimes it just sucks, and that's okay too.
0: Yeah. Sometimes life just sucks, and then you just you move on. Things yeah. get better. But hang in there. We got this. Go team yeah. on three. <laughs> One, two,
1: three. Go team. I'm not going to say go team. <laughs>
0: All right. Thanks. Bye, everyone.